Welcome to the Legends and Masters Show, everyone. I'm your host, Tom Wheeler, and I'm very excited to introduce our guest today. She's an amazing and very accomplished actress, uh, and has been she's been in movies, uh, featuring some of the biggest TV shows ever created. Welcome the amazing and talented Julie McNiven, everybody. Hello, hello. hello. <laughs> thank you thank you. great to thanks see you having. thank you for taking time to be on the show i really appreciate it of course thanks for inviting me for sure for sure uh i and and during this period of time i like to just get the elephant out of the room uh we have this crazy pandemic going uh what have you been doing to a keep busy and and b keep sane <laughs> um yeah well our world got really small very quickly yeah. Yeah. um and so we ended up bubbling up with another family that had, I have a five-year-old. And so we bubbled up with a family that has a five and a six-year-old. So wow. for the last couple of months, I've just been coming over here pretty much. Their That's parents great. work full time. So it was kind of perfect. I could be hearing like, get the kids snacks and whatnot. I mean, they're five yeah. and six, so they were just playing. Yeah, we've, I've been, most of my time has been um, in our friend's house. Um, and that's, I mean, really, I was, I, my son is five. He needs to have friends to play with. He can't sit at home all alone all day. Yeah. And so really the best thing for him was to, you know, bubble up. And that's been really great. Um, in terms of me staying sane. <laughs> that's, that's a different question. I mean, huh? yeah, it really is. I, I, I also write. And so I'm trying to oh, okay. do that, but awesome. it's really hard to write while when you don't have that like quiet space and when yes. you, when you have all these other distractions, like, am I gonna make enough money for health insurance? And right. you know, like, like all of these like <laughs> life things that are thrown at us right now when there's no work to be had. Um, yeah. so luckily I, I will have health insurance. So that's good. <laughs> that's a perk. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, to stay sane, just keep breathing. Keep breathing, keep going That's, at it. Yeah, well, I, I love that you brought that up because I, I love, um, you know, it's one of my favorite things, especially interviewing people, is you see they kind of start off maybe in like a, a, a their main career, so to speak, and then they also kind of get you know other interests and goals, and I love hearing that. So, um, so you're you're in the process of tr or at least trying uh, to write right now. Yeah, I've actually I've had a um, a writing partner for several years now. Um, awesome. My co-star on Stargate Universe, David Blue. Yes, so we've yes. been, yeah, we've been writing for a while. We've written a couple pilots, um, and you know, he's working on a project on his, uh, with some other people right now. And so I've just been doing some outlining and you know, doing some separate work so that when we come together, we'll have something oh, to do. So um, yeah, so it's been it's been really great. It's it was necessary as uh, mm -hmm. we age in this career. You know, some people are really lucky and they were, you know, 100% of the time, show to show to show or movie yes. to movie. And most of us, I would say, uh, are what we call middle class actors. We oh, are lucky. Okay. We are lucky to book a couple of guest stars yeah. or recurring or, you know, um, I mean, that's really, the, I think there's a disillusion of, of, when you've done a couple good, really cool shows that you just like work all the time. And I see you're saying, yeah. <laughs> uh, as you age in Hollywood, they don't want you that much anymore. <laughs> They're not as interested. Um, it's and it's crazy. not, it's, it's, it is crazy, but it's just kind of like, you know, what's hot right now. And what's hot, right. what's been hot for a long time has been 
mostly stories, at least on TV, mostly stories of of people in their late 20s or teens to late 20s or I maybe see, early yes. 30s a little bit. But, you know, once you age out of that, it's, um, it's you, you know, you have to turn to yourself and go, okay, if I want to continue doing this, I need yeah. to expand. I need to keep doing other things. So it was the writing the longevity kind of started. Of it. Yes. Yeah. it started yes. out of like, I need to stay sane. I need to be creative. I can't just sit and wait for a job. Like that's insane I, to me. You know, you do have a voice as an artist that's more than just, I mean, you know, it's amazing as an actor and an actress, you know, telling the story and diving into that character. We'll go to that in a minute, but I do, I wanted to touch on that, that you brought it up because yeah, like you do have a voice as a creator. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and it's amazing. a whole new, I mean, it, there's a huge learning curve when you're, when you've trained, you know, 20 years to, to be the actor and then you're like, oh, I'll, I'll write. I mean, I know how to act. So and you're like, no, it's, I am, it is a huge learning curve and it's been really yeah. fun and challenging. Um, and, you know, I look at it like, even if my ideas sit on my iPad, mm -hmm. um, that's okay. I, I don't want them to, I mean, I would love to see them come to fruition, but it's, yeah. it's not, um, it's, it's that we have to keep creating and you have to flex that muscle. For and sure. if you don't flex that muscle and it's part of who you are, you start to kind of like die inside and get depressed. And that's, totally. you know, something we'd like to avoid. Yeah, well, of <laughs> course, you know, especially as an, yeah. as an artist, for sure. And, yeah. and not being able to do your art. But yeah, you, you have to have that outlet for sure. Yeah. And I think there is some excerpt somewhere about like getting out of your head and on paper or on a computer, so to speak. There's yeah. something about that. Yeah. And it, and it's like, it's been really fun, I think, to challenge my trust of my intuitive process. Like, yes. And to not, and to practice not judging it and to just, yeah. <laughs> just write a really crappy yeah. outline or first scene and just be like, well, it's okay. My next draft will be better. Like, it's okay. Just right. get it out. Get something down and keep going. Um, and that, I, I mean, I had this moment this morning looking at mm -hmm. my, um, my uh, files and I was like, I have so many ideas that I've started, right? And right, then you, okay. you get stuck and you're like, oh, okay, well, I'll just like, until I get inspired again, I'll put that down. Right. And in, in a way that's nice, but also I think there's a challenge to, no, just sit down and start writing. If you still think it's a piece of shit in 20 yeah. minutes, okay, exactly. like just, just don't judge it. Just like give it a try. Go I back love that. to it. Yeah. yeah. I, I love, I love that. You know, it doesn't have, yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect right away no. and just work it over and then you get your own style. I, I love that. Um, I love that aspect of it. Uh, let's do a little uh, origin story of you a little bit. Okay. Here, okay? A little sure. background before we get into the, the, the big juicy stuff. All right. um, so you, you're you're from originally from Massachusetts or mm -hmm. Amherst, Massachusetts, to yes. be more exact. Yes. Um, you know, at what point did you get like the acting bug, so to speak? When, when did you decide like, hey, that's something I want to get into? Um, I think I was really young. I was in like elementary school. Wow, and, okay. um, I, you know, in growing up, I did the community theaters and yeah. I mean, I remember going to the library 
and looking up agents in New York. And my mom would like take a photo of me and I would put this like four by six photo into an envelope with a handwritten cover letter. Like <laughs> my parents going like, it's okay. There's no way like they're going to do anything about it right now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they had no intention of like moving, um, moving to New York or LA or anything. Okay, it was like, yeah. it was like, well, if you want something, if you want to do this, we need to research it. So they would buy me books or we'd look at books from the library on acting. And, you know, I did summer theater camp and yes. um, classes, you know, all through high school and everything. And then at that point, I was really focused on musical theater. It was not even gotcha. okay. TV and film was like cool, but like not what I wanted to do. And that changed. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, I, in college, I went to college in Massachusetts in Salem and I would go down to New York and go on like open calls and stuff for musicals and, you know, summer theaters and whatnot. Yeah. And I remember sitting and you could hear, of course, you could hear everyone singing before you and going like, okay, I'm never going to sound like that. Oh, no. And, yeah. and, and it wasn't like, like, I was like, okay, well, all right, that's not going to work for me. I don't want to be one of those people that like is totally thinks that they're, I mean, yeah. not yeah. If, if I had trained every day and had gone to the best places, my voice would have been a lot better. Yeah. I hear it. Yeah. I just, it, it was never going to be that. And so I thought, well, I better focus on something else. And I was like, well, interesting. I guess I'll focus yeah. on film and TV. And it wasn't really like a thought out, plan it was like well that's not going to happen and if i want to have success i need to like do something else Which so i just kind of yes. rearranged that and fortunately i really enjoyed doing it and i you know it did it very there's very few um auditions for films in massachusetts well, but okay i can admit yeah the ones that happened i was there and i did a couple small you know ultra low budget projects through high school and college and um, then after that, I, I went to New York. And that's where, yeah, because, you know, like New York, California, like their main capitals, I, even musically, uh, Tennessee's thrown in there. But mm -hmm. yeah, those are the big capitals. I'm going to play a quick little video. It's, it's about 30 seconds long. Okay. Uh, when I play videos, we, uh, you can't, we, we're muted. So you just hear the video. Sure. Um, so uh, I'm going to play this video and whatever it incites memory wise, just bring it right up. You ready? Okay. All right. Okay. I. I teach the primary class at Sunday school. I made all the little children's costumes for the Christmas pageant. The, the little dresses and, and wings and such. Do, do you want to know what thanks I got for that? Well, Mrs. Peacock cried out that the costumes were inflammable. Inflammable, she screamed, exactly as if she thought it was my secret hope and my intention to burn up all the little children at the Christmas pageant. Uh, you had some acting chops even back then. Uh, I, really going for it. Uh, what was that for? And give me a little background there. It was great. Um, okay, that was for a movie I shot uh, maybe my sophomore year of college. I shot it on the weekends in Lemonster. Oh, okay. And um, I think that was the audition for that. And the, uh, the director reached out to me a couple months ago, I think. Or maybe it was a year ago. I can't remember. And was like, I have your original audition video. And I was like, you have to send that. And I watched it and I was like, okay. Like, 
I didn't suck. Cool. Because right. like I know I, I acknowledge that, you know, I watched some clips even on Mad Men and I'm like, oh, okay. I was, you know, okay, like, all right, I was okay. <laughs> like, you know, you but it's it's nice to see that even as like I think I was probably nineteen or twenty then. Um I was like, okay. I didn't suck when I was 20. Yeah. I need, I had a lot of growing to do, you know, as every 20 yeah. year old does, but yeah. yeah. A little memory lane there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I just see kind of like, you know, seeing something like that, like, you know, where you were to where you, you developed and, and obviously you're going to develop more and more, you know, uh, the acting muscle. And I love that uh, aspect. I mean, one of big thing training wise, acting wise for you, uh, was attending the Shakespeare and, and companies, uh, that month long intensive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, and I think, you know, especially with theater, many uh, actors I talk to, theater is such a big important for that, you know, th that terminology acting muscle wise, because it really sets them up very well for pretty much any other vocation you would have with. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Um, so what was that experience with the Shakespeare and company, uh, for you and how's that carried over for you? Um, so Shakespeare and Company is in the Berkshires, Massachusetts, and it was kind of like a, I had already been living in New York for a while, and I was like, I think I, I hadn't even had gotten my SAG card. Um, oh, and when I went to New York, I didn't know anyone. It was all like me just trying to figure out how to get an agent. What do I need to do? And okay. how do I self-submit? And it, like, I had no help. So it took about a year and a half or two years to get Actually, I booked Mad Men before I got an agent. Really? Then wow. they all wanted me. And they're like, oh, my they're... God, you're so good. I'm like, uh-huh, <laughs> okay. Bring it up. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Shakespeare and Company was something that was like, I just need, like, a deep dive. Gotcha. And yeah. it was a really, it's a really amazing program they have there. And I would say it, it's like, um, it helps you trust yourself more. It yeah, okay. helps you trust your instincts and kind of strip down all of the habits or um, whether they be, you know, it, it's, I mean, I will say like every person's experience there is going to be different, but everyone I witnessed right. and myself, it was like, you just did a lot of crying. It was kind of, you just like <laughs> cried a lot and through that, it was like letting go of all the crap wow. that might be holding you back from being more authentic. The program is about being authentic. I love yeah. finding your authenticity and feeling brave enough to share it publicly, which is really um, the scariest thing about being an actor, I think, is just wow. you have to be super private in front of people. So Got you. Yeah. the Shakespeare and Company was just a, a pro. The program just kind of threw you in. It was like, let's do it. <laughs> right. It's and a that's great. A big, yeah. That's a and, big and, thing. And they yeah. do it using Shakespeare's words because you could literally just say the words without any, you know, staging. Right. You you don't need any of that. You don't need any of that. You just need to say the words, and the way you wow. say it, the emotion you can trust the emotion will come out with the way it's spoken. I mean, they have, they have amazing. an amazing program they do um, with um, a local, uh, God, I can't think of the name, not a jail, but it's uh, when kids go, when you're too young to go to jail, you go, oh, juvie? Right, juvie. juvie. Yeah, juvie, okay. yes. So um, 
they have an amazing program there with they've I don't know if they still do it, but they did when I was there um, where they take they do a workshop with the kids. Right. And these are kids who are usually in these situations, mainly because their lives kind of led them yeah. there. Right. Yeah. It wasn't there. I mean, they're mostly going to be good kids if you take away the extra yes. stuff. So they were right. like, here's, you know, they would give them a monologue or a scene wow. and they're just like, just say the words and let these kids get out all of the emotions that they're holding on to because wow. they're in un bad, you know, abusive homes or right. abusive situations at school or whatever it is. Yeah. And that it allows them this, this way to get it out and it frees up. That's their wow. ability to make a better choice when they're in that situation again or whatever. What a great program. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, that's real direct and specific, but I mean, that's what art in general, let alone TV movies yeah. and plays, but yeah. like that, that really incites that on a lot of people. I imagine like, especially doing, let's say conventions, you get to see your like fans firsthand, mm -hmm. uh, you know, approach you and, and different ways that uh, affects you. Them. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's amazing. It, it, yeah, and I've had I've had amazing conversations with fans um, who have opened up to me about, you know, different things in their lives that led them to why they're here, why they're there at that con, and wow. and how it's changed their lives in so many positive ways. Um, yeah, it's incredible. It's amazing, and, and, and like day one, you're not thinking like this is why we're doing it, but like it has that amazing, it, it, it yeah. painting or something. It has that amazing effect. Yeah. Um, another thing I thought was super interesting about you. That's another thing I, I love about interviewing uh, people. Of course you have like the, the main things that someone's known for. Yeah. Uh, but you have another super interesting side of you. Uh, you studied uh, trapeze. I did. I went to an amazing um, camp called French Woods Festival of the Performing Arts. It's in upstate New York. And, um, I did four years there in high school wow. every summer and it was so fun. Like I'm telling, it was like, I have <laughs> dreams now of me going back to camp Wow, because really? that's how fun it was. <laughs> I mean, they had, yeah, I would do a musical there. I was part of the circus and then there were just all these classes you could take. I mean, you could take coding, you could take horseback riding or tennis wow. and more traditional camp experience, or you could, um, they had three theaters. They probably have more now. Um, they put on like three big musicals plus two small plays and then a kid's show. I mean, it was like, it, it's like a, I mean, the people that went there, a lot of them are working professionally on Broadway. For sure. That's amazing. Wow. I mean, when I went there, it was like going from, you know, basically getting the lead in most of the musicals that I auditioned for at home. Wow. You can be in the chorus because we have people that are really good. And I'm being like, okay, wow. cool. You know, and I actually <laughs> think I was talking about this recently with my parents, how like, I think part of the reason why I, I didn't get super bogged down by rejection um, was oh, that I yes. had all these experiences in my young life where I was rejected. And I had to process that. Wow. And I fortunately had been yeah. given skill, the skills to do so by my parents. I, I knew I wasn't a horrible person or, you know, it, it wasn't right, the end of the right. world. I was disappointed. You know, I didn't get, I, you know, I had, I had one line and how to succeed in business without really trying my first year at camp, but yeah. <laughs> I was there for it and it was fun and I had a blast. And I think, you know, looking back, I'm like, well, that helped me now, 
you know, most of my day-to-day wow, sure, life yeah. as an actor is is getting rejected over and over and over and over again. Major and major part of it. Yeah. Totally. Right. And they don't they don't there's not really a class in how to that's like how <laughs> right. is your psychology how's your you know, how <laughs> have your parents taught you about rejection and how to process that? That's not really a thing that like yeah. they actively teach you in school or growing up. It's just Right. You were lucky enough to have parents that could teach you that yeah. or you had to okay, deal yeah. with it later, like yeah. in the moment. So, I mean, and you yeah. think about even playing sports. Okay. I did a lot of sports growing up and my mm -hmm. dad was always a coach. So okay. he was able to lead us through, oh, if we, if we won, we won gracefully. Gotcha. If we lost, right. we lost gracefully. I mean, he benched me a couple of times for whatever I was doing. So right. bad. Like, you know, and I think for him, it was like, we need to, just like in the, you know, Berenstein Bears book, you, yeah, right. your sportsmanship, you can be a good loser and you can be a good winner. So, True. It, you know, it's Great just. Point. Yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. There's not necessarily a class for, yeah, the rejection, which by the way, I, yeah. I'd hate to be that professor. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just depressing the whole, whole season or semester. Or I know. I know. <laughs> but it really is important. And they can't, it's yeah. not something they can teach. And it's something just up to you. And I see a lot of, you know, I think about a lot of the talent that I've been around um, in, yeah. in college and in high school. I have a lot of, high school friends that are working professionally in Hollywood or, you know, other art arts focused, uh, worlds. And, and I think like, if you can't, if you can't get back up every day right. and not lose your sense of, um, why you're there in the first place, Great. then yeah. it's just like, then don't do it. Yeah. Like find something like, or do it on, uh, Keep doing it, but don't do it as your money maker. Don't do it to right. get yourself healthcare. Don't do it for those reasons. Like th there's, yeah. um, there's so many ways to be creative and fulfill that part of you. Um, and I think that like, you know, when people, when people are like, Julie, tell me, um, what can I do? What's your biggest piece of advice? And I'm oh. like, to be honest, my biggest piece of advice is, do you have to do this? Is there something else that you are equally passionate or more passionate about? Okay. Oh, there right. is. Then you need to do that and still do this, great, but do that's that. That's true. It's reality, you know, right? That's it's, true. It's, it's, you know, I, part of me, I felt like kind of a Debbie Downer, like giving that kind of advice, <laughs> but it's true. You, right. you don't want to do this if you're going to, if you're going to like half-ass it. It's not, I mean, right. and the people that succeed that way, I mean, good for them, but like, I don't know. It's gonna be a rough road. I, yeah, you yeah. got to right, right. That's I love that you bring that up because that I mean that's truth. That's more the reality of it. Uh, I would only imagine. I mean, I've never done any acting. I would, but I can only imagine in that field. Uh, yeah, the amount of react rejection and the amount what it takes and the crazy hours and things yeah. like that. Like, um, yeah, it, you that would have to be it. Like, I'm doing it because I love the art of it or the, the acting or that. That's a higher purpose than just like you know, uh, just ge in general, stabbing in the direction of, I want to be famous or whatever. Like, do, do the pros outweigh the cons? I mean, you almost have to look right. at it uh, analytically, which is not something actors are super good at doing. <laughs> like, I just love it. I have to do it. Yeah, like, right. Okay, but let's <laughs> uh, take a step back. And yeah. is there something you're more passionate about that right. would potentially get you a paycheck every week? Right. That would get you healthcare because in America we have to do that. Yeah, we can't it, just exactly. <laughs> so exactly. it's it's a you know 
it's helpful, I think, to look at it from a non-creative way as well. I love that. And, and yeah, be, I love the... Be a, be a, be, pretend you're an accountant for a second and right. just like <laughs> look at the numbers. Yes. The yes. numbers are insane how many of us are trying to make it. And fortunately, yes. everyone has a different, you know, yeah. or goal of what is making it. And, yeah. you know, if that is the ultimate, if, if they have a certain thing in mind, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's always shifting. Like it's, it's how are you feeling in the moment? Are you satisfied? Are you not satisfied? And when, you know, when I'm not satisfied, I do other th creative things. Great point. Yeah. You know, and, and you, you know, that's, I believe testament uh, to not only your professionalism and, and passion, but you know, your talent behind this. I mean, you've worked in, for a long time now and, and many uh, amazing projects. I'm going to pop something on the screen here. Okay. Um, you <laughs> like from like beginnings start starting kind of breaking into the business, so to speak. You're in, in these two movies here as uh, a body double for Lindsay yeah. Lohan. Uh, yeah. Which is, a, yes. And I went there with it, uh, <laughs> which is amazing. You go from that. Um, and you know, like I said, I don't, I don't like to be linear with the show. It's a little boring yeah. that way for everybody. You go from that. I'll skip through a bunch of things to doom patrol. Yeah. You know, which <laughs> by the way is a phenomenal. I, I just started. It's so um, good. Oh my God. It's so, oh, good. It's so good. I, <laughs> that and, uh, all of it, you know, all the, the swamp thing, the, the Titans, uh, which doom patrol mm -hmm. kind of crossed into, mm -hmm. uh, let's yeah. talk a little bit about, uh, doom patrol here. Like, your, your experience of uh, playing Cheryl Trainer uh, and, and just your process of being on set and everything. Um, well, when I read for that role, I um, I was kind of in a little bit of a, of a I guess you call a rut. <laughs> okay, feeling okay. like, not feeling totally satisfied, right? And I gotcha. did that audition and I left and I, t I emailed my reps and I was like, if I don't book this, I shouldn't be in this business because that audition wow. was wow. so good. Like yeah, there you, are auditions you where tell. you feel well, yeah, and 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 it's hard because there's plenty of auditions where you feel like you nailed it and you're just not what they were looking for. I got so you. Yes. you know, but for me, I, just that was like just I couldn't have done that audition better. Right. And I was just like, look, if if I can't book this, then you know maybe I should wow. think about doing something else because. And then like yeah. a day later I was pinned for it. So yeah. amazing. Um, right. So Hollywood's like, nah, yeah. <laughs> you're still here. Yeah. Um, they keep so, dragging you back in. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, no, but you were amazing in this and, and you. just being, being, on, you know, working with this and, and the, I mean, you really can't ask for a better scene partner. Um, I mean, come on. Matt's yeah. incredible. And, and I loved watching, you know, this brings back the Lindsay Lohan of it all, you yeah. know, being a, being a stand in, I was, I stood in for her and a body double. So I was on set. Okay. Uh, it was just for when they were shooting in New York. So it was maybe like a month or two. Oh, okay. Um, and being able to see the process from, from the beginning of, you know, when I'm on my mark, yeah. mark whatever, to when she shoots it, um, and I didn't have any creative say in that at all, really. I, right, but right. I had to, I learned, I had her lines. I did her lines with the other stand in. I saw how the cinematographer handle everything and then the grip team and they talk and then, you know, I, everything's happening around you and you're able as a stand in 
unlike oh. as a background actor, as a background actor, it's harder to see all that happen because I see. they usually okay. just call you in at the end, right, right before okay. you're shooting. But you know, as a stand-in, you get to, you. I mean, I did not move that, and she was not oh. the most punctual lady, okay. so <laughs> I was on my mark. And sometimes, sometimes they forget that you're still on the mark, and they forget to say second team stand down. And yeah. so I just stood on the mark. I mean, there were times where I'm like, okay, it's cold out, but it's okay because I have like my little hot pockets yeah. in my in my yeah. pot, you know, I did all that. And so I would just stand on that mark and just wait for first team to be ready. And I got to see how everything works. That's awesome. And that that, was which is like the I best was, schooling, right? I mean, being it, on it set. Was, it really was. Um, and so anyway, going back to working with Matt, and, uh, you know, learning from him and seeing how, you know, when, when he, he walked onto the set or when we started running the scene, he would, um, you know, have an idea of like, where is this feel right? Should we get up here? Should we move? You know, and, and, you know, I, I've never been a, a series regular. I've never been an actor on a show that, that has oh, I see yeah. that kind of status where you feel totally okay with tr trusting like, okay, well, I'm feeling like, it feels too still static here. Can I get up and move right here? Or like, right. like taking, taking the, taking the scene and really yeah. doing it as if you were in an acting class. Cause when you come in as a, as a guest or as uh, a recurring, you, you do a lot of like, you know, where, how much, where do I yeah. fit in yeah. here? It's very much like, interesting. Yeah. It's, it, you have to be very aware of all of the moving, moving pieces like so that you that don't show or right. And then yeah. also adding the, the levels of like, I don't want to be a pain in the butt. Right. I don't yeah. want to, but also I want to do a good job. And yeah. if I don't do a good job, they might not have me back. I mean, there's all right. of those things that are going on in your head that you're just like, head. shut up, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and so what was so great working with Matt is I felt like, I felt like I was in class and he was so comfortable taking, you know, taking the time. And I think that's part of it is like the more you do this and the more sets you're on, the more you feel like you have the like you've earned the time yeah yeah to to be like i want to have a conversation about this because this isn't making sense in my head the way we go from here to here can you clarify that or like yeah. whatever it is like i think there's so much pressure as in as a like i call a middle class actor to just come in and do your job really well do it well the first time and then like hide <laughs> off in the back like there's yeah. like i don't want to be too noticed i don't want to be not noticed like there's that weird game you have to play it's the whole I, like i love this this whole side of this you don't really hear much yeah. you know it's, well you don't ever hear anything about no one talks about a middle class actor right no but people just think be, actors yeah. are rich you're right <laughs> I, mean, they do. I mean <laughs> they do i mean look i've done well i i own a house yeah. and it's incredible and i'm super grateful but like like if you're not familiar with how sag runs if you make you know two hundred thousand one year and you make ten thousand the next year, just because that sometimes right. happens, then you don't get yeah. health care. You don't get health insurance. Interesting. Wow. So it's 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 like it's not it's more it's there's more layers yeah. than people are aware, and that's okay because I think people like to see this. They like to have the illusion of like 
the people they see on TV. They like to yes. think of them in a certain way. And, and that's cool, but I'm real and I'm not going to sit here and be like, cool, <laughs> yeah. everything's yeah. great. I love having to freak out about, am I going to make healthcare <laughs> for a year? That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. That's, but that's the real, and that's the other thing with this show. I mean, we love we love the footnotes to the footnotes or the behind the scene to mm -hmm. the behind the scene of it, and and that's yeah. you know an, an interesting side of things of, of a voice you don't really hear much. And I, and I really well, appreciate yeah, and also that. going into the streaming world, um, mm -hmm. you know, for for example, when I did Supernatural, anytime yes. that show, anytime my episodes re-air, um, now nowadays it's been so many years that my residuals aren't huge. But they're still somewhat significant considering the show was 10 years ago. My episodes have are long gone. I mean, they, they still air them all the time. And oh, I think for sure. the popularity of it is helpful. But like, for instance, and DC, DCU or HBO yeah. Max is a streaming service. We don't get, I just got a whole, my whole That's lump of residuals. And let me tell you, wow. it's not going to buy anything. Really, wow, it's very wild. insignificant compared to uh, what you would make, um, say, if you were on one of the several um, uh, shows like NCIS or one of the ones that, you know, right. worldwide, um, you know, that get re-aired a lot. Um, and and like I syndicated think residuals like are, are our, our weekly paycheck. We don't get a weekly paycheck, right? So our Basically, residuals are what keeps us going in between jobs. And wow. if you take away those, all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm almost 40 and yeah. I can't depend on residuals because right. they don't happen anymore the way they used to. Right. So that's different because streaming is newer, like so, and, so much and newer I, now. They don't know. They haven't figured out. It's just, oh. it's not as sustainable. Right. Right. I right. mean, maybe it is for the people, for yeah. the producers of right. the networks that are streaming. I mean, it's, it's the, the other people, the actors aren't making the big bucks that, they used to is basically my point. Wow. Um, and maybe that's, that's not true for every actor because everyone has a different, you know, um, contract. Right. But, but it's definitely um, a shift. In, you, it's in a the huge shift. Uh, yeah. Going into my 40s thinking, OK, well, I, yeah. I, I, I have to figure like, out uh, a way uh, to make money in between jobs because residuals are not going to be that anymore. Wow. Um, just the, the just the shift yeah, of everything going so um, much going yeah. on with that or even like writing going again into the writing side of things yeah i'm sure there's a whole other facet to that uh, yeah or, or, I mean, i'm not, I'm not here to be a to be a debbie downer i'm always no. just here to well, be honest truth be honest and, with it yeah, yeah. It, it's just the way it is it's 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 um i mean i feel really lucky and i'm so fortunate with the career that I've had thus far. I've worked on incredible shows oh, and, sure. um, and been able to, you know, I, I haven't had a serving job since 2007 or six or something. Wow. I, I, you know, and that's incredible to me because yes. I'm not a very good server. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And, and so I am very grateful for all the work that I've gotten and, um, it's just that the whole industry has shifted. And so yeah. we have to, if we want to stay, we have to come with it. Yeah, work work that out. And figure out a way, yeah. Because that a way part's to make shifting it work. and everything else, it makes sense to, to shift too. Otherwise, you're not going to have actors, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, at the end of the day. Right. Well, I mean, you look at a lot of the, um, a lot of shows in the last several years have been, um, 
limited series runs, right? Right. So, yeah. so many of the big movies in the in the movie theaters, uh, they really depend on the Chinese audience. So they're like the big budget, more more. Um, yes. you know, fighting movies. Those are all, they make those not really for America, they make it for China. Because um, that's where they make all their money. And so all the movie stars that have been movie stars for a long time, they don't have movies to like make money off of. So they then become available for these limited run series where they get paid oh, a lot of money and they only have to work for six months, right? About the so about length of a movie, yeah. right? So they do their they do their limited run series. Now, what about all those actors that were getting the series regulars before that? Before oh, the yes. movie stars came down right. to doing TV. Right. So then so then those actors are doing the recurrings, and then the recurrings are doing You're the right. guests, and then the guest stars are like, I'm doing a one-day <laughs> guest. And then the, right. the one-day guest stars are doing the co-stars. And then, you know, it's just, I mean, you throw in another whole thing with movie stars doing commercials and you're like, True. okay, you well, what more are, more that. you know, it, it just knocks everyone down a few notches on whatever status totem pole you want to put it yeah. on. I, I don't, it's, it's different for yeah. everyone. So um, personally, I don't see anything wrong with being a commercial actor. I think it's fantastic. I see, yeah, yeah. And I don't see anything wrong with being a, you know, a guest star actor. It's great. Um, but but what I mean is the the shift yeah. in how they make who they market movies to they right. being I guess the the men in suits you're right. <laughs> they, people behind the lines in the shadows <laughs> yeah so it's just you know the the industry has changed a lot in the last ten so years. interesting I mean I feel like I just got schooling you know it's 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 amazing <laughs> you know you know I'm such a a movie TV show you know pop culture buff so to speak yeah. and it's just I really appreciate hearing stories. Like it's because, you know, it's stories that, you know, otherwise wouldn't have a voice, you know, or, or you get stunt performers. They really don't, you know, on that side of things either. Um, and yeah. you did mention, uh, this was amazing, you know, I mean, amazing show as well. You just mentioned, which is supernatural, uh, mm -hmm. amazing character on the show. Uh, it, I wanted to really go into that just as an, an act on the actor side of things. Cause it, she had an, a very interesting story arc to her. Yeah. Yeah, so what it was, was it like portraying um, that. Well, for that role, it was really exciting because it was the first time that I think my character changed a lot from beginning yeah. to end, um, and to feel like the writers and creators laid that trust in me that that they trusted that I could handle that, that I could do it, that I could bring yeah. it. Um, that was a really awesome thing to experience. Um, and then from that, like that show, um, I have some of the best friends well, in really? the world from that show. And wow. because, you know, you join the con circuit and then you meet people on the con. So I, there are people I that I'm yeah. really good friends with that I never worked with on the show. Um, oh. and then there's, you know, my friend, Amy Gumenick, who I had that great fight scene with yes. and yes. we like, we love each other. We're <laughs> She's, That's she's, awesome. she's amazing and we're good friends. And so um, it, it, that show has kind of brought so much to my life in so many different wow. ways. It really has. And even, and even then like more and more and more. Uh, so then a lot of the supernatural writers, one of which Jeremy Carver created mm -hmm. Doom Patrol. I did not oh, book wow. Doom Patrol because I was on, because I had worked with Jeremy before. He didn't know I was auditioning. It oh, was really? not like a thing. No, <laughs> I just happened to audition 
and it went well and they booked me on it. Which, but which, then all, a lot of, right, so. it, it is. And, and then a lot of those supernatural writers, some of which I actually, I don't know if I worked with, I'm trying to remember if they just worked after me or they were there before. I think some were there before I was there and, or while I was there. And then some after he brought a bunch of them over to Doom Patrol. So then I oh, have cool. this like bubble of supernatural, yeah. you know, <laughs> or hey, right? yeah. everyone, everyone's connected <laughs> That's amazing. To, to that. And that it really is like, um, I mean, even like uh, Eric Kripke who created Supernatural. Yes. I am always so impressed with how he, I'm like super grateful for him, first of all, oh, just because sure. he kind of started the, this, all of the connections that I've made and all the really good friends that I have wow. and some really great jobs. Um, and anytime there's a role that I'm right for, I get seen by what, whether it was on timeless or, um, yeah. or, yeah. or the, the boys, you know, it's like he, he yes. will, he honors those connections and, um, and that's, it's, it's awesome. They're all I love, incredible. I love hearing that. I mean, that's another amazing thing. Like, talking to people, you know, whether acting or whatnot, like just the, not the networking, not just of different actors, but you know, people behind the camera too, and so on and so forth, like the writers and things like that. I love hearing, yeah. and you know, what better, you know, opportunity to, you know, to bring a lot of the supernatural writers over to Doom Patrol. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you know, Supernatural has been around, fit, what was it 15 seasons it, it was on? Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, that's pretty good people. And I'm sure they're just like, Hey, it makes sense. You're here. You know, I, yeah it's amazing and it's, it's very comforting too i think when you come and you know then you see on the first three episodes of season one you'll see uh mark shepherd me and oh what's his name julie uh julian he played the nazi in in uh one of the first three episodes, you know. I know who you're talking about. I can't. I will just totally blanked on his name. Okay. Okay. So then, and so you know, they're throwing, they're pulling in all these old supernatural people, you know, and it's it's just a very comforting thing. It's like it feels like your extended family. Yes, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, and and the fans are amazing for that lineup too. Absolutely. Speaking of which, yeah, I thought this was another amazing series you were part of uh and my oldest daughter who's 19 um i have a 19 year old and a six-year-old so it's a young young man's oh game. wow yeah <laughs> keeps, keeps me spry uh, but <laughs> but um but she's you know she's a, a massive fan of uh, mad men as am i and yeah. and playing uh hildy which just the the you know obviously there's the, the way it's written of course but the way you played it uh was uh superb uh, to Thank say the you. least. So, you know, and you've been on, I think you're on like almost like 20 episodes or part of that. Something like that. Yeah. I did the yeah. first three seasons. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. What was it like? Yeah. What was your experience like working on, on another, a big, huge series? Yeah. Well, I mean, I will say like getting, I booked the pilot of that. Um, there are these things they have that they kind of stopped doing here because there was some legal issues with it. <laughs> But they okay. were a casting director workshops, right? The, le the legal issues were you're paying a casting director to then call you in, which is not legal. But that's not what they were. Um, okay. and, and as someone who didn't have any representation in New York in mid, I don't know, 2004 through 2006, yeah. that was the only way that I could kind of like strategize on how to 
um, get seen for someone. So I would get the breakdowns yeah. and <laughs> I never got them. I got them. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I would see what was casting that week. Okay. Wow, okay. This is what's casting. Okay, cool. This show. Okay. Oh, and there's something I'm right for in that. Okay, cool. Maybe I should um, check to see the, there were a couple casting director workshop companies. I would check to see if any of their associates were doing workshops that week. So then I would oh. go see them. And so I, I didn't, I didn't just like, you know, randomly see casting directors. I tried yeah. to strategize and because gotcha, yeah. you're spending money, you know, it's like 35 right. bucks each time you go see a casting director. And, um, so I did that for Nadia Lube yeah. and she, I actually had just seen her a couple, maybe a couple months before that. So she, we knew, we, you know, she had already seen my work and I knew okay. she, I knew she didn't think I sucked. Yep. Basically, that was all I had going. It's a so little uh, relieving to, going into it. And I saw that Mad Men was casting and I was like, awesome. I can totally be 1960s person. So I went in to see her again and she had me read for, you know, they always bring sides from the show that they're casting or the show okay, that yeah. they just cast. Um, so they had already cast Joan and, and um, Peggy. But I think I read for maybe I read for Peggy or Joan. I honestly can't remember. But I read for one of them. Really? It was fun, cool, whatever. Yeah. The next day, she because I she had my resume, she had my picture. I didn't mm -hmm. have an agent, so she called me directly, and said, "There's a role in Mad in the pilot. You know, it's just one line, or no, it wasn't that. It was a it was for a it was a guest star. As a guest, okay. Yeah, it was a guest star, and it was something. Uh, it was a woman in in the pilot that like I think Pete or someone like puts his hand on her leg. They're in like a cat. They're in like a I nightclub, right? Yeah, and she's like kind of sexy and like whatever. And so I did that audition and I was like, I'm not going to get this. So I sexy. I'm not like, I'm not, that doesn't like roll off of me. And so I have other things I'm good at, yeah. but that's not it. And so then, um, I, I got on the subway, went home and I was like, cool. You know, my strategy was kind of working, right? I didn't yeah. book it, but I got called in and that's exactly what I wanted. Um, and so then I get home, I get a call and she's like, can you come back? There's another role. She's just has oh. one line, but she might be recurring. So maybe like, maybe yeah, you want to yeah. come back in. And I was like, yeah, of course. So I went back and, um, it was that one line. It was wow. like, excuse me, do you have an appointment? Yeah. And they were like, it was Matt Weiner and Alan Taylor, the okay. director of the first episode. And they were like, great. Um, do you want to try it again? Like there was nothing they could say to like make it better or worse. Yeah, it was just right. like, <laughs> Might as well shoot it one more time because it's been 10 seconds since you entered the room. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we did it again and they were like, cool, thank you. And then I booked it. That's I amazing. Mean, it, it is. Cause that's a very unusual way to book something yeah. by going. It, I think a lot of actors think, oh, if I go see this casting director at the workshop, they'll call me in for something and I'll book something. And it's really yeah. not, um, it's, you're going to end up spending a lot of money and probably very rarely getting called in. And if they do call you in, it'll most likely be for like a small, like a co-star or something, which that's yeah. technically what that was. Um, I, guess, yeah. I just got really lucky that it was on such a, an amazing show that ended exactly. up, you know, moving me to LA and, um, okay. So you want up. Yeah. Yeah. For all that. Um, interesting. So yeah, I, did, I, yeah. And what was it like? Also, I mean, cause everything was, you know, a timepiece, so it was shot in the '60s. Uh, mm -hmm. That had to be interesting by itself, just having to get 
you know, oh, yeah. up and everything I, like that. I loved, I mean, I loved that. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't surprised when I auditioned for Doom Patrol and I felt so at home in that role. Because yes. there's something, um, now this isn't every 60s female role, but the 60s female roles that I tend to play mm-hmm. are the ones that, um, that don't speak their mind. They are so controlled by society and by their place and that whatever that is that that i have a little i must have that sense kind of naturally because it does work it works really well with hildy and it works really well with cheryl Um, so and there's a sadness to that there's like this this vulnerable sad and that is what i am good at right i'm not gonna book the sexy dancer I'm going to book the right. vulnerable, tightly wound um, woman who can't speak what she really wants to say. So she says it inside her eyes and the exactly. audience is the only one who that's, gets to see it. That's what I wanted to bring up about it because there was so much brought about. I mean, she was, you know, in many ways, let's just talk about Hildy for a second. Mm-hmm. In many ways, you know, succinct and to the point and, and, you know, as a matter of fact, but you could tell uh, it, there was so much more weight to it the way you were doing it, whether yeah. it was communicating with the eyes or whatnot, but there's, you're like, she's thinking a lot more right there. And just like, let him have his, what he said right there. Good on you. And yeah, I mean, bringing back in some stuff we talked about earlier. um, When you're a co-star, you, you do a lot of that, that game as well, where you're like, I have one line and I have to say it at the right time. And okay, yeah. so you're like doing your typing. You're like, just don't fuck up. Just don't fuck up. Just don't fuck up. <laughs> and then, and you know, and, and you don't want to make too much of it because right. it's one line. Don't be that kind of actor, but you don't want right. to make it nothing and you want to have depth. So it is finding that balance too. And like knowing and trusting that like you have depth. So just trust yourself and just say the line. Which and goes then back to that Shakespearean yes. training, right? Yes, exactly. Um, what was really fun about that was soon into season one, I think Matt Weiner, or maybe it was another writer, I think it was Matt, he said like they noticed how Pete and I had this rapport with each other that was kind of, For you know. Sure. And, yeah. and that didn't, that wasn't necessarily written. That was just something that we were like, well, we have to have something. We have to have some sort yeah. of relationship. I've worked with you for a while, so we have to establish something. And that was just kind of the way it happened. Really? And that the writers noticed that. And so then when they would write for me, awesome. it would they'd add that. So it was like a, it was like I kind of helped create this dynamic. Um, and that was the first time that had you know, happened. Obviously, that was one of my first roles. So yeah, that was a really cool way to see how you're all, you know, they take, they see what you do and they're like, oh, no, either it worked and we'll, right. we'll work with it or like, mm, no, like I, I would notice right. at the table, at the table read, if I did it one like away, I just chose a way to do it and that they would never like give me a note, but then I'd get a new version of the sides and it would just or, specifically yeah. say like, um, the, the action that they needed from me. If, it, if I wasn't giving it for some reason, they would just be like, just, you know, whatever it is, just, she says in this way. Right. Because it was like, they don't have time. I, I had one line in most of those episodes I was in. Right. They don't have time to have like a breakdown of Hildy. Like that is right. where you as an actor have to come in and go, yeah, I just have to, I just have to do it. Right. I just have to bring it. Whatever they need from me, I have to do it. Because if I stop doing it, they'll cut me out. Right. I see what you're saying. Exactly. And it, but it also shows you, <laughs> so, you, know, you know, you know, call it the middle class act, actor, so to speak, like, 
but how much you actually do bring to it. It's not, you know, there's, there's been some shows you did like, you know, maybe one episode here or there and, you know, many, many actors do that. Right. But like, there's been many, I mean, the ones I brought up were not one shots, for example. I mean, you, whether it's six episodes, eight episodes, in this case, 20 yeah. episodes. Uh, I mean, you know, that's again, you know, testament to your, you know, and another reason why I wanted you on the show, I think you're awesome. Thank your, you. your techniques and and what you bring to the table it really brings off like it. Or as you said right there, I, I got to deliver, but uh, that little tick, so to speak, didn't exist before. Mm-hmm. You know, for with Hildy in this example. So uh, right. definitely kudos on you for that. Thank you. Thanks. For sure. That's my job. I get the post <laughs> about you. <laughs> uh, um, and, and I want to go in here. There's many other people that watch this uh, or will watch this episode of yours, uh, watch many different things you've been in. Another one that was uh, phenomenal was this right here, Star- Stargate yeah. Universe. Uh, unbelievable uh, just series uh, or actually just franchise in general. Yeah. But uh, for you, you know, being on that, I mean, another phenomenal cast and another a lot of pivotal points in here. Again, what was your experience like working on this? And, and you know, what is that like? Because we'll go into, you have done some uh, film compared to TV. What is that difference in acting like for you? I mean, uh, for me, I, and I, I like shooting films, but they don't have the same, I don't like them as much because, okay. because you know, I mean, maybe there's some comfort in knowing your beginning, middle and end and what your conflicts are and what your obstacles are and all that fun stuff. Um, there's some comfort in knowing, okay, now I know how to, where this needs to fit in. And, you know, you have those conversations with the director, but I like the, I like how when you do TV, you know, okay. So for Stargate universe, yeah. I knew I was booked on, I think, six episodes. And so yeah. I knew I'm probably going to die at the end of the six episodes. <laughs> Take it's a something clue here, that yeah. I do. So, um, so I, I kind of knew that was coming. But, um, but to not know what's going to happen with my character until I got yes. the next script, I think oh, that yes. to me is like way more exciting. Yeah. Because, totally. you know, I mean, that's real life. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know how you're going to react to it until you're there. Or, you know, I think that, so I personally prefer TV and the longevity of like creating a character that has more um, ebbing and flowing. So, um, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I got to, you know, the dying in, Sorry, spoiler alert from, yeah, yeah. from a show that was on 10 years ago. Forget, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, yes. And I think, I think, I want to say like very soon after I shot that scene, they were like, oh, we'd like you back for, you know, two more episodes or something yeah. later. And I was like, like huh? uh, okay. I mean, yes. <laughs> um, and I think that, you know, once again, that was, I was never supposed to come back. I mean, even supernatural, I was supposed to do those first two episodes, become oh, an angel yeah, and, and go, I really? was supposed to, I was booked on the first two episodes and that was it. And I, you know, did the smash the, yes, the soul yeah. and inhaled it and then burst into a beam of light and I went up into heaven and I became an angel again. Right. Yeah. Um, yes. And that was it. And I think, you know, 
I, I personally think that they were like, let's try her out. Let's see how she oh, works. See. Let's see how it goes. We have the potential of this story being a lot more, yeah. but we don't have, if it's not like a good fit, then like, we'll just be like, okay, cool. That's just smart. Yeah. So, and I think, so I, I, I'm not positive. I haven't like talked to them about this, but I'm guessing that's the, the situation that I was in. Um, and then sh on the last day of shooting Supernatural, I found out they were going to have me back in a few months for another couple episodes. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, so same with, with Stargate. It was like, I mean, with them, it was like six episodes. It was a significant, um, uh, journey to begin with. And yeah. then to be able to be called back and, you know, they, they killed me and then they're like, but we don't really want you dead. So we want you to be half alive. So then I was like, you know, uh, um, uh, what is it called? Burp, yeah. Burp, burp. Yeah, uh, it was like, uh, it had like a hologram look to it. Hologram. Um, I was a hologram. <clears throat> yes. And then they were like, okay, but now she can't be a hologram anymore. So we'll just take her consciousness and put it in the shit. Yeah. I mean, it was like, they just kept trying to like keep me alive in the littlest way, which I so appreciate it yeah. because I'm, I'm dead on a lot of shows. And yeah. <laughs> as like, as great as it is to be on Doom Patrol, I'm like, kind of sad because like i'm dead yes. from yes. the beginning yeah not spoiler really a spoiler it's not i mean it's not really i think not really yeah 60s so um right There's and the crazy thing about that is i don't know if you've watched the whole thing but like you learn about and as as sh as the person playing cheryl watching the show and loving it from an audience yeah. perspective but also having that like real connection and um yeah it's a love for yeah. the characters and the yeah it's it's so uh, finding out about what happened to her, yes. it was kind of devastating. Like when I found yeah. out she, in season one, they're like, and then she died of cancer in 85. And I was like, oh yeah, God, like, <laughs> that's awful. And then in season two to, to get more details of like what right. her life was like between Larry, you know, dying and, mm -hmm. and her death and how she messed up her children, even though yes. it, you know, Larry blames himself, but I mean, she was the one that was there and should have been more focused. For sure. But she was, you know, I just like, she's so sad. I'm like, oh, I was, I was like, <laughs> but yeah, dead. Totally but those dead. characters are, so. you know, that's what's so different about Doom Patrol is just as the characters themselves, it is a little, little more on the, the sadder side. I mean, I think even the first yeah. episode, they mentioned that, like, we're like, you know, it's, a, it's like a sad lot, so to speak. It's not yeah. like the, you know, I thought it was very interesting yeah. and yeah, brought so much humanity to it. And, um, but yeah, that was another question I had, whether any of the TV shows or movies or anything you've been a part of, you know, what's that like on the outside when you you're watching it? Cause then, you know, you're on set, you're kind of in it. You maybe don't, you have an idea what the story is of course, but once you sit back and look at that, uh, are you like along for the ride or are you, uh... um, it, I think it depends. Like, um, for, for Doom Patrol, I can totally for the most part, remove myself from any part of, you know, being on set or whatever, because, um, my Cheryl doesn't interact with any of the other characters. She, True. I'm yeah. like, I'm just, I just get to, you know, have scenes with Matt Bomer and that right, right. sucks. <laughs> so rough life. Like, <laughs> totally. Um, so I'm able to really watch it as an audience member, um, which is why I don't feel weird being like, it shows so good. Like you guys just have to right. watch it. I see. It has so much heart and I'm, I'm just, I love all the characters and the actors are amazing. Um, every journey that's, 
I mean, everyone on the show was so good and so well cast. Very, um, very well. So that I'm able to remove myself. And, you know, with Supernatural, it's like, it's fun to watch it because I know, I know how funny these guys are in real life <laughs> and how yeah. the set, they'll be like joking around and like being really funny and making each other laugh. And they'd be like, action. <gasps> you know, like whatever it is, you can jump like right into it. Right. It's a lot harder. There's a lot of like trying to breathe. When you're like a guest on that show, you're like, how did they just do that? Yeah. They just went from like, <laughs> you know, doing right. some silly thing to like action right away. Um, <laughs> so it's, it, you know, watching that, it, that it's hard not, not to imagine like how much fun, cause that show was just so fun. The set, um, Jared and Jensen are incredible leaders. Um, I oh, think what makes that show last, yeah. what made it last 15 years was because they were really good leaders of the set. Um, wow. And I mean that in a, like every set due to status or whatever, there is okay. a leader and they set the tone, right? So right. whether it be, even if it's an ensemble piece, there might be a couple people that set the tone depending on the day, but there yeah. are people that set the tone because if you don't have a good actor, if you don't have an, if you don't have an actor on set, you can't shoot. So the tone right. has to be set by, in a way it's, kind of set by one of the lead actors. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe other shows have- It makes sense uh, though. It's totally possible for other positions to set it, but it's often, I think, the the one of the main characters and uh, Jared and Jensen are really, they know everyone's name on that set. They shake every, my, one of my first, my first day I shot the hospital scene and they had finished shooting something in the hospital and I came in and, and you know, introduced myself and then I watched them do one last take and then they, um, went down the hallway to leave and they shook everyone's hand. They said goodnight That's to amazing. every single person. Wow. And I noticed that and I remembered that because, you know, there's certain things I think you remember. Like uh, I, one of the things I remember from uh, being a stand-in on Law & Order CI was I was a standing oh, for yes. Gabby Hoffman. Do you, do you know Gabby Hoffman? I know her, yes. She was a child actor and then, you know, did girls and stuff. And she was guesting on just one episode, whatever, mm -hmm. on CI. But she, when I came onto set, uh, she came over to me. She was like, hi, I'm Gabby Hoffman. Nice to meet you. What's your name? And I was like, oh, uh, Julie McNiven. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and then every That's time... I was second team was, you know, you know, second team stand down. Mm -hmm. She would say, thank you. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. And, Wait, and I think, you know, they're important. like little things that, you know, you might not think much of, but I, I remember Gabby. I remember. Yes. And so when I go on set, I do my best to, wow. you know, learn people's names and to say thank you like, thank you you know michelle for standing in for me like whatever it is it's it's you know it seems like obvious right politeness but you know there are a lot of other things the actors like i'm sure there have been times where i've forgotten because i'm about to do a big crime scene or something you know it's yeah you know we're not perfect but i do remember those moments of the boys shaking everyone's hand and knowing everyone's name and saying good night and i gabby hoffman very for sure. you know learning my name and saying thank you it's, you know, nice. Yeah. It's nice I, to feel like you're part of something and that there are people are grateful that you're there. 
So exactly. Yeah, I think that's important. And it goes off into the work. You definitely you definitely yeah. you definitely can tell. As far as like on the set lessons, so to speak, or you earlier in the interview you mentioned like learning on set. Uh, just being a mm-hmm. kind of like a, a body double, if you will. Uh, yeah. What are what are some some of the biggest takeaways you've had that have kind of really gone out through the rest of your career with the on on set lessons, so to speak? I mean, I I actually feel like I kind of just did those. Okay. A, th- those were okay. Parts. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, kind of like. They, I mean, it totally suffices. And, for sure. and Matt, the the experience I had with Matt Bomer on set, you know, on on Doom Patrol is was like a reminder that like you you can own the room, you don't need to ask for permission. Gotcha. You know what you're doing. Just trust yourself. Just come on, have you know? If we need to have a conversation, have a conversation. Own yes. that experience yes. and be authentic with it, and don't you know judge yourself or whatever. Uh, he was a good reminder of that. Um, Amazing. And then, and then Gabby, Gabby Hoffman, she does. She probably doesn't remember me now, but I will always remember her. And yeah. and Jared and Jensen shaking. I mean, I shaking. can see it walking For down sure. the hallway, shaking everyone's hand. Now nowadays they're not going to do that because COVID. But you know, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're there saying at the end of they're shooting their last couple episodes right now. Um, sure, they say goodnight and wave to everyone and say have a good weekend and. They, they keep, and that is why that show, you know, that was bringing that back. That's why that show, partly why that show lasted so long, besides being, For sure. you know, having a huge audience worldwide. Yeah. But that's that a big takeaway. Too. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's what people yeah. love about them. And uh, kind of like the last thing I wanted to bring up with you here, because uh, I thought it was amazing. And uh, like I said, a lot, a lot of people don't have a lot of TV and movies right now. They're not releasing uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff right now. And this was released uh, this year. And I, I thought it was amazing work, and that is Blackhearted oh, Killer. Um, would you like to talk a little about making this and and, and what you did in it? Um, well, one of the cool things about the company that I um, shot this with, I've done a couple of movies with them, and so I can walk on set and own my space. I feel, you know, like because I, I the crew, it's all the same crew, it's all the same people. They're amazing to work with, and we shoot these movies fast. Like wow. I'm talking. 12 days we shot the movie and maybe maybe it was 14 maybe but like no it was like you you show up you know your lines you know your scenes and you you get you know you get that moment to like walk through it and do a do a you know uh practice run or whatever but then you you can't be the actor that needs seven takes every time i see maybe every once in a while on that really hard scene i think i think I think most of my scenes in all of their movies, um, and they're so good in that they know exactly what they need. They don't overshoot, right? Oh, they I have see. to be strategic, right? Like they, they know exactly what they need. And um, I've probably never done more than three take, three or four takes. I mean, that, usually it's two. Usually it's two takes, and and then they'll switch an angle. So you end up doing the scene, you know, I a few times, a few more times. Yeah. I think maybe one one movie, one Christmas movie that I had this big monologue in, I had to do like seven takes. And I remember that because I remember like, I've never done a scene so many times working with you guys. Like, you know, you remember that, but you know, black hearted killer was amazing. Um, yes. Very twisty. Like I, and for me, it was like, I think because everything was shot so quickly, there were like two days that I didn't cry in like at least a couple scenes, like okay. so many of the days, I had 
just scenes that were just like crying, 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 crying. And so emotionally, like being able to show up and have, you know, the, the appropriate level of variety in right. what see, you know, what the scene calls for. It was an exhausting shoot. I got the flu in it. Oh, I shot, oh man, I wow. shot, I, I swear there was a scene and I can tell watching it where I'm like, I'm, I think while I was shooting one of the dinner scenes, I turned to my wonderful co-star, John Abrams, and I was like, I think I'm going to throw up. Oh, no. Like, I really oh, think no. I'm going to throw up. And I had already felt oh, like no. that for like five hours and hadn't told anyone. Really? Oh, I really, I really, oh, and he's God. like, no, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. I was like, no, I really think I'm going to throw up. And then we oh, cut gosh. that scene. I went up to my room and I got sick and oh, I was no. sick for the next 10 hours. Wow, and then really? I had to throw something on tape for like Chicago med. I had to throw, luckily it was a woman who was sick and I was like, one take. <laughs> Just, just do it. <laughs> and so we did that one take. I slept from an hour or two and then I had to go back to set. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this day. But fortunately, lucky wow. enough, um, mo most of those scenes on the next day after I was sick were like um, in the bed. So like I had to have a few. Okay. <laughs> um, I had to have a few moments where I had to like be really alert. But I was like, I'm just going to keep my eyes closed until you say action. But I will be there when you need me. I will be there. That's unbelievable. What a trooper. Was, I mean, honestly, I'm like really proud that I, that I was, I mean, there, there wasn't a choice. It was like, right. Sorry, yeah. this is just, we have to do it. Like there's no way around it. So, you know, you go into that being like, okay, well, this, this is it. Yeah, but, right. um, so I have some fun memories of that and some not so fun memories of wow. that, but I mean, but for me also, it was like, um, having the, the the dead daughter and the trauma of that yeah um, what's that I mean, like my, deep diving dramatically like that I mean, you really had to take well, that well i on, i no? my brother passed 6 years uh, almost 7 years ago oh, i'm um, sorry to hear that and thank you yeah he had cancer and so oh, i watched him die for 2 years and it was extremely traumatic and yeah. i you know it's been years and there are definitely times where he'll pop in my head and I'll just start crying. But most wow. of the time I can have a conversation about it and I'm not going to like yeah. lose it. Right. But, um, I, I think, you know, the cool thing about being an actor is you can take that experience and insert it into this. I, I did, I used it a lot. Wow. I used it that whole shoot and, wow. um, and I let myself, right? Have that private moment in public because in a way it was like about my dead yeah. daughter, not about my, you know, so it was like, it's just kind of sidestepping that in. And once I just brought that in a little bit, it's just, you know, yeah. then you're, you're not thinking about him the whole time you're doing the scene. It's just like, it's like what can bring you over the edge into that place of vulnerability and, wow. and yeah, awfulness. So I mean, I used him a lot and I was kind of joking like, thanks. Yeah. Right. Thanks for that. I would really well, I mean, rather it's you It's poetic be here, in a way. But... It's like a nod, you know, it's poetic in a way, but yeah. It's... Yeah. And it feels, you know, uh, I can, I can grieve. I can continue grieving when I need to, I can allow myself yeah. to do that. And if part of my grieving is in this, you know, movie, then that's part of my grieving and that's okay. It's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think the children might be killing themselves. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I don't want to take it too much more of your time. 
but I, yeah, there's very, some very poetic about that. And uh, kind of in closing here, uh, more like kind of future goals. We talked you know, a little bit about writing. Um, yeah. Are there any like future projects or goals that you'd like to uh, talk a little bit more about before we kind of closing here? Um, I mean, I have a, a couple pilots that that I I would love to see made, but um, you know, I think. I think for me, it's continuing to check in on, on my fulfillment. How do I feel? Nice. Yeah. Do I feel like the work I'm doing is good? Do I feel like it's important? Um, you know, I think, like I said, as we age, it gets really, really hard to make a living doing this. And um, I don't think, like, I don't think I'll ever stop doing this, Yeah, yeah. but I also think that it's important to allow any change within like doing it a different way or do, you know, uh, I think, yes. I think that you have to be flexible if mm -hmm. you're not a name, a household name, you have to be flexible in I see. your, okay, yeah. how you do it. And I think one thing I am good at bug in here, yeah. um, is recognizing just like when I recognize, like, I'm not gonna get on Broadway. Right, right. <laughs> no, I don't have that voice. Like, recognizing that, like, not everything is gonna be the front door is not the door that's gonna be open for you. Some people are really lucky, yeah. and the front door is wide open. And they're like, come here, you're young, you're hot, you're talented. Right, that age group, the popularity. Right? Uh, but, like, yeah. the front door is not, and it, and it was never really open for me. I never went through the front door. I was always like, this is kind of like, check this. What's over here? Let me like sneak by this hedge and open up this bathroom window and slide in. Like, that is how I got an agent. That is how I booked Mad Men. Right. That is how I'm, I mean, the, the, you have to be flexible. I so love that. I, I, hope, I hope that I continue that flexibility and, um, as long as I'm, as long as I'm fulfilled, I want to continue that. That's perfect. I love that in closing because uh, I always, you know, especially on the entre entrepreneurial side of things, you always, um, there, you, there isn't one door to get to that destination. There's always yeah. another way. Like you could go to Juilliard yeah. and become this amazing actor, mm -hmm. actress, but there's so many other avenues. And yeah. um, I, I think that's important. And especially we're all kind of forced to do that nowadays anyways. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, in closing, I'll, I'll put this up here. Uh, everybody can you can uh, check her out. I'm not a huge poster in general, but I post when I when I'm like inspired to. <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> That's amazing, Julia. I, I love your work. Uh, I'm so happy you uh, took time to be on the show. Thanks for being a guest on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you all enjoyed the show. For more great interviews and content, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Legends and Master Show. Also, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Be sure to go to our website, www.legendsandmastershow.com, and join our email list for all coming shows, events, and articles. See you on the next one.